0: good morning I just wanted to I wanted to give opportunity uh, to our special guest so I'm gonna go ahead and get us started I want to uh, just tell you a little bit about him and what he means to me because this man is probably one of the people that encouraged me the most to actually go in the ministry as most of you know you know I, I work a full-time job i'm a computer engineer i do cybersecurity for the power company but you know i would sit there me and him would go drink coffee together and he would be sitting there and he would go you know there's just something more to what you have you know most of the time people were like hey just give money or or hey i play guitar pretty well so why don't you just do that for you know for your gift to the lord but you know what? Jason is probably one of the people that built me up the most. And, and so I just wanted you to know what an impact he had in my life. And what an impact that you may not even know that he had on this ministry. You just don't know how much, brother. So I'm going to bring up evangelist Jason Gamble. Come on up here. Because I'm. St- <laughs> Woohoo! Come here, buddy. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm bringing him up here because I want to. I want to embarrass him straight up right here, okay? So Jason, Jason is one of my brothers that we get together, and when we, when we need to unload, we unload. Absolutely. When we need to spirit up, we spirit up.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, and, you know, I will tell you something about this man. He has a heart for winning the lost. I've never seen a man, I've never been a part of a man's ministry and seen the things that he does. I'm just going to be honest with you. I've had evangelists that have come to churches in the past, and they're very good, without a doubt. But this man actually has a heart for people. And so I want you to know that I am putting my heart out there and showing you guys that this is the this guy right here, When when he speaks about winning souls, when he speaks about how he talks to people on the streets, I know his heart. I know why he's doing it. Not for ill-gotten gains, but just because he wants to see people come to the Lord. Amen. 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 Well, Jason, I'm going to hand it over to you here in just a second. But, you know, I want you to, want you to kind of give a little bit of a background about some of the ministry things that you do. I know you may do that inside of your own, uh, you know, sermon. But I just want the people to know what you do and, and how you do it a little bit, too. Okay? I give you Jason Gamble.
1: Well, good morning. good morning. How is everybody this morning? Blessed. blessed. That's a good way to be, right? The only way to be in my book. So, uh, for a moment, though, I want to I stay in this vein of the goodness of God. And Dusty was talking about, um, you know, encouraging him. And I tell, I tell him all the time, and, I, and I, tell, I remind myself, and I tell other people, Identity Church was birthed at Books a Million drinking coffee in Fultondale, Alabama. <laughs> That's, That's where true. it was birthed. And I'll never forget, it's been probably two, three months ago, uh, he called me, he said, hey man, we need to get together, and we decided to meet here, and we was going to have coffee, and we never drank the first cup of coffee. I walked in the door of the church, and the Spirit of the Lord come on both of us, Amen. and it just overtook us, because you're sitting in a tangible manifestation of the goodness of God. Amen. That's what this is. It's a tangible manifestation. You can see it, you can experience it Manifestation of the goodness of God Um, That song, all my life he's been faithful And I'm going to share a little bit about my testimony It'll be short because I do want to give uh, time to the message But So when I was three and uh, my sister was two uh, Our real mother shot and killed I mean our real father shot and killed our real mother So my maternal grandparents adopted us and raised us Uh, we were raised in a good home i had a great family life i was raised in church we we grew up baptist um so we uh everything was good i got saved when i was 13 years old give my life to the lord got baptized all that good stuff was heavy in youth for years Uh, and then when i got older probably about 17 18 I started noticing all my buddies hanging out, doing other things besides going to church. And it looked like they were having fun and I wasn't. So Jason made a bad decision. Jason decided to go the opposite direction and follow his buddies. Right. Well, that led me to a long, long hard road of alcoholism, bankruptcy, just you name it. And I won't go into all of it. And then, you know, I was married and divorced. My daughter is right over here. Um, She lives in South Alabama. but So then in about 2008, uh, I had moved back to North Alabama. I was recruiting for the National Guard. And we were hanging out at one of my older sister's house for a Thanksgiving get-together. And my wife approached me as she was leaving with some of my uh, nephews and nieces. And she said, hey, we're going to go over to so-and-so's house and hang out. You should come by. And I thought, yeah, okay. So anyway, so I did. Decided to go, and we started talking and started dating, and a year later we got married. Neither one of us was actually living for the Lord when we were dating, and even probably right when we got married. But we had—I uh, guess the, the the defining moment for me was she sat me down. We had talked about getting married. She sat me down, and she she laid out this list of expectations, and one of them was I expect you to. Be the spiritual, ha- spiritual leader of our household, and I expect you to help me raise these kids in church. And I thought to myself, well, that's weird. Neither one of us are living for the Lord. How's this going to work? <laughs> but I'll tell you this by the time I got home, I was a wreck. I, was, I mean, I was a mess. <clears throat> I got on my knees, and I said, All right, Lord. And Dusty was talking about repentance. You know, I found nowhere in the Bible where it says I'm supposed to ask God to forgive me for my sins. That was taken care of when Jesus hung on the cross. It's a done deal. We just got to believe it and we got to receive it, right? So I got on my my knees and I said, all right, Lord, I've done it my way and made a total mess out of it. Let's do it your way. And I've been walking that way ever since. And uh, God has been faithful to me. He has uh, taught me a lot through his word and other people. Um, I've learned a lot from your pastor. He's been a good role model for me. Uh, He is a good friend to me. And one of the things uh, I tell people, he is my best friend, and he is because he's the guy I can call at any time. We can unload, we can spirit up, and he doesn't. He's never judged me, and that that speaks volumes to my heart. So, uh, you have an awesome pastor here, and an awesome uh, uh, his whole family is near and dear to my heart. Um, So, let's talk about what I do. So few years, I guess it's been nine years now, in 2012, uh, my pastor at the time, I had, I love motorcycles, I love to ride motorcycles, I have since I was younger, so um, my pastor at the time, I had spent a couple of years looking around trying to figure out the Lord, all I heard the Lord say one day was take this motorcycle and use it for my glory, I spent two years checking out different motorcycle ministries, and was this close to starting one on my own, when uh, my pastor at the time walked up to me, and said, you ever heard of Chariots a lot? And I said, no, sir. He said, you ever heard of Jerry Savelle? I said, no, sir. He said, check it out. And he kept walking. So, <laughs> so I got online, I checked it out, and I sent, I sent him for some information. And our, our international director, Bill Horn, he called me the next day. And I talked to the man for like an hour on the phone, and I knew just by that conversation that, you know, that was probably the direction I was headed. So I started going to meetings in Fort Payne, Alabama, and I met our chapter president, Mike York, um, And I got hooked up, and I've been doing it for nine years now. Uh, we go to secular rallies, Sturgis, Panama City, um, Fort Smith, Arkansas, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Daytona. We go to these secular motorcycle rallies, and we just share the love of God with people. Um, and it's been a blessing to me in that I do have a heart for people. I have a heart for the lost. Jesus if you look in the gospels, Jesus everywhere he ministered to people, he was moved with compassion. Amen. The Bible says he everywhere, every time he was moved with compassion. Amen. And so yes, we we have to be compassionate towards people because I believe that God created everybody, and God wants everybody to be saved and everybody to be born again and be with Him in heaven. I think that's pretty clear in the Bible, Uh, personally, that's my belief. Um, So, that's what I do. Uh, Let's talk about the goodness of God for a minute. Can we bring that picture up, Miss Jeannie? There it is. So this is my friend, Rusty, with the beard and the mustache. He's from Kansas. He's an awesome guy. He's an evangelist. He, uh, he's in the, in the same motorcycle ministry with me. But We link up every year in uh, Panama City. He's faithful to come and, and help me, and, or, or we help each other. Uh, we go to Panama City in the spring rally of every year and share the love and the goodness of God. So this was uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas, just last year. He prayed with this kid because he was he was blind. See his glasses; they're probably you can't hardly tell it in the picture, but they're real thick. 2022 kids healed. Praise God! Praise God right, our God is a healer. Amen. He is faithful.
0: Amen.
1: That's the goodness of God. That's the goodness of God. So, you know, that's what we do: we pray for people. Does everybody pray with us? No. Some people walk off and 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 just. Uh, don't want to hear what you got to say, and that's fine. So a few things we have to learn about evangelism is it's pretty simple. We tend to overcomplicate it because we try to overthink it. Right? So the Bible says let's just talk real quick about evangelism, then we'll go back into the goodness of God. First, we have to believe that, you know, God called us to be ...to to witness to people. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Starting in verse 18. But all things are from God... ...who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself... ...I'm reading from the Amplified... ...received us into favor... ...brought us into harmony with himself and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation, that by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with Him. It was God, personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with Himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them and committing to us the message of reconciliation, the restoration of favor. So reconciliation... is something we're all supposed to do, right? Amen. God, so my testimony is my testimony. God took my mess and made a message out of it, right? And so I share it with people. And it's just a testimony of the goodness of God. And the Bible says it's the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. So one thing I won't ever do, and I'll never, I don't, and I'll never start, is I'm not going to argue scripture with anybody in the streets. I'm just not going to do it. There's no point. The Bible stands alone on its, on its own, right? God said what he said, and there's no... There's no. It just is what it is, right? It is. So I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not there to argue the Scripture with people. Um, that's what religion has done to us. Religion, religion has brought us to a place where everybody's got their doctrine, everybody's got their opinion, and what I'm going to stick with is the Bible and just tell people, Hey... I just believe the Bible. Whatever the Bible says, that's what I believe. And that's what I tell them. I don't get ugly with them. I don't get arrogant with them. I just They might get huffy with me, but I just say, hey, I just believe the Bible, man. It's mm-hmm. simple. Um, so I'm not going to argue scripture. If people don't want to pray with me, I'm not going to let it offend me. I'm going to let them walk off. But I am going to somehow be a blessing to them. That's my goal is I want to be a blessing to people. Okay? Because it's the goodness of God that draws me into repentance. That's- it's the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. You're never going to win anybody to Jesus by telling them, by going up to them and telling them they're going to hell. They've got a good idea. They're probably going there already. And they don't want to hear you explain that to them. What they need is the goodness of God. And it'll manifest. Got to be- First thing we've got to do is we've got to, we've, got to, we've got to believe that God loves us, right? And we've got to believe that he sends us. Right? And then we just got to believe His Word and trust His Word. That's right. And you know, I've had several people come up to me and ask me, Well, what about the discipleship part of it? Well, I get that. I understand that. And I know what the Bible says about that. But I have to believe in my heart that if I prayed with somebody, that they've confessed Jesus is Lord, that the Lord's going to lead them to the right place. That's right. I have to believe that. Because. I mean, I just can't disciple every one of them because we go to so many places and do, you know, that's just not my, it's not my place, I guess is what I'm saying. It's not my ministry. My, my, that's what, you know, that's what Identity Church is for and Pastor Dusty and, you know, that's, that's what it's for. So everything has its place, right? So we're not going to argue scripture. We're not going to get offended or, or, you know, offended if people don't want to pray with us. We're not going to get offended if they don't believe exactly like we believe. Right. Um, we're just gonna love on them. That's right. Come here, Caleb. Let me bless you with something. I carry these crosses, or something, in my, uh, to this effect, in my pocket at all times, and just whenever the Lord leaves me, I'll use it. And I, and it's a, it's all it is is a conversation piece. Let me bless you with something. Thank you. What's your name, Caleb? I'm Jason. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Where are you from, Caleb?
0: I'm from Alabaster.
1: Cool, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. So what do you do, Caleb? I'm um, a student. Cool, that's awesome. At Thompson High School, so. Cool, so yeah. what are you gonna do when you graduate high school?
0: Um, I'm gonna go to college, uh, hopefully somewhere around here. Okay. Um, and then I'll probably go into computer science like my dad did. Well, that's
1: awesome. Let me ask you a question, if you don't mind. Okay. I've been out here all weekend. I've asked everybody the same question, so I'm not singling you out. If something was to happen to you today, 10 years from now 20 years from now I hope it's 100 years from now do you know for sure you go into heaven you got Jesus in your heart yes sir how do you know
0: because I believe that he died on the cross he rose again for my sins I believe that he is real he is the God who created everything and he is the Lord of my life so
1: awesome praise God that's what I love to hear that is awesome can I pray a blessing over you yes sir so father we come to you in the name of Jesus I thank you for Caleb Lord, I thank you, Lord, that your word's alive in his heart. You're in his heart, God. I just pray, God, Lord, you give him travel and mercy. You bless him, Lord, everywhere he turns, Lord. Help him to see your goodness and experience your goodness in tangible ways, Lord. Manifest your presence, Lord, and your power in his life in a tangible way, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 It's, that, it's that easy. It's that easy. So now, go ahead, have a seat. Somebody else. Kira, come here. Let's go the opposite. Let's go the, let's go the opposite yeah. direction with this. <laughs> just, 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 just work with me for a minute. Go the opposite direction with it. Okay. How you doing? Let me bless you with something. Okay. What's your name? Kira. Where are you from? Enterprise. Cool. My name's Jason. I lived down there for a long time. So what do you do, Kira? <laughs> I work in insurance. Okay. Cool. So I'm ask you a question. Something was to happen to you 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. We hope it's hundred years from now. Do you know for sure you go into heaven you got Jesus in your heart?
0: No. You don't? You just say go the opposite yeah. way with it.
1: <laughs> no? No? Okay. No. Well that's cool. So I got some good news for you. Do you know the Bible says all we have to do is believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord? It's that simple. There's nothing we can do to earn it. We can't buy it. It's a free gift given to us by God. Did you know that? Yeah. So would you like to pray today? I'd I'd be more than happy to pray with you. Sure. (laughs) So then you just go into it. You say, just just pray with me, okay? Okay. Just repeat after me. Father. Father. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you for your son, Jesus. I believe. I believe. He died on the cross. He died on the cross. And you raised him from the dead. And you raised him from the dead. Jesus. In Jesus. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. And be Lord of my life. Amen. Amen. That's it. Yep. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. And then I believe in my heart that they're that they're saved, right? Because the word says, the Bible says that the word of God will never return to Him void. That's right. God's word never, it says never, returns to Him void. That means ever, ever, ever. It ain't happening. It ain't going to return to him void. And it goes on to say, and it always accomplishes that thing which he sends it to do. So if we speak the word of God and we sow the word of God, even if they don't pray then, I just see them them saved because at some some point, there's going to be a harvest reaped off of that word because the word says that his word never returns to him void. And it always accomplishes that thing which he sends it to do. Man, we got too many people out here being sour and getting caught up in politics and getting caught up in trying to diagnose and estimate when Jesus is coming back and all this. I don't even get into all that. I don't. There's signs of the times. I agree. I see it. But you know what I'm going to do? You know what I want Jesus to find me doing when he comes back? This right here. Hey, man, let me bless you with something. What's your name? Dustin. Dustin. I'm Jason. Where are you from, Dustin?
0: I'm from Alabaster, the yep. same place that dude was Cool, I'm from Birmingham.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Got Jesus in your heart, Dustin? I do.
0: Absolutely.
1: Awesome. Can I pray a blessing over you, Please Dustin? do. So, Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and I thank you for Dustin. I thank you, Lord, that Amen. he's your son. You, He is your favored child. Lord, he is the apple of your eye. God, you have... Big plans and purpose and destiny for him beyond his wildest imagination. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for great manifestations of your goodness and your power and your spirit in his life. And, Lord, we just give you honor and praise for it, Lord. We thank you for it. We expect to see it, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Always leave them with a blessing. Always leave them with a blessing. Always leave them with a blessing. All right. So, y'all got it? evangelism It's easy, right? Yes. We can't be thumping people on the heads telling them they're going to hell. We need to be loving people, telling them God loves them, man. Amen. Amen. Jesus loves you. So Panama City 2013 was our first outreach at Panama City, our established outreach with Chariots a lot. It blew my mind. God totally wrecked me the whole time I was there. The Holy Spirit just done a number on me. And I'm, I'm just going to tell you some stories. Um, so... I prayed with a guy that came up to me. I was on break. wasn't even really paying attention. I was standing off to the side. This guy walks up to me and he said, Hey, man, I want to shake your hand. He shook my hand and he said, You're a good dude. He said, he said, Y'all are doing great things out here. Okay. So, I introduced myself. He introduced himself. He was from Birmingham. His name was David. And, uh, so I asked David what he was doing, and he said, well, he said, I'm down here just hanging out with some friends, and, you know, I asked him the question, he said he had Jesus in his heart, he said, but, he said, I, he used to do some chaplain work with the Christian Motorcycle Association, and then when I asked him, I said, what are you doing, I said, that's awesome, what are you doing now, and he just kind of hung his head, and he started pouring his heart out to me, he said, man, he said, I started drinking, my marriage is in, a, in an uproar, and all this stuff, and he just started, you know, just unloading, and, uh, and I didn't, I just listened. I just stood there and listened to him. And he looked at me, and I had this smile on my face. And he said, did you not hear none of that? I said, I heard every bit of it. I said, but I got some good news for you. I said, God ain't done with you. I said, you still got Jesus in your heart. He didn't abandon you. He didn't leave you. He loves you. You're still his child. I said, hey, man, I just want to pray with you. I don't wanna, I don't never use the word rededication. I just. Blows people's minds and freaks them out for some reason. I don't know why, but it does. So I always say, I want to pray with you to see more of God's goodness in your life. Yep. So I grabbed his hands and went to pray with him. I started to pray and he stopped me. He said, man, I drank 15 beers last night. I said, I don't care if you drank all 30. And guess what? Jesus don't either. I said, right now is a divine appointment for you. Let's, 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 let's do this. And I just prayed a blessing over him and asked God to show more of his goodness in his life and, and for restoration of his marriage and for uh, uh, redemption from the alcoholism and all that. I mean, God delivered me from alcoholism. I get accused. I've been accused of wanting to smear too much grace on stuff. But, and I understand it to a degree. I do. I get it. But here's my heart. My heart is this. I was at probably the lowest place I could have ever been in my life and I God done this he come right down here where I was at he picked me up like this all these years and he's been just how can I not how can I not so Dusty talks about my heart that's my heart because I know if he did it for me, he'll do it for anybody. I'm not special. I just chose to believe. That's all we gotta do is believe and receive. The problem the problem we have as as a whole, as humans and in society, is is receiving. Right. Dusty and I have talked about this quite a bit. It is receiving. It's hard for us to receive our true identity and understand our true identity. Because our minds are clouded and we like to overthink it. Same thing with the Holy Ghost. Baptism in the Holy Ghost. We try to figure it out here. It can't be figured out here. It can only be received here. And it can only be birthed here. And it can only be uh, understood here. Because it's a spiritual thing. It's not meant to be figured out with your natural mind. Right? right. And and so we just have to, sometimes we just got to let go and let God. And I, I You know, the Lord kind of gave me some direction this morning. I I, I said I wasn't going to do it, but I am going to have to do it because he told me to do it. I remember when I got baptized with the Holy Spirit. I'll never forget it. So it was a Wednesday night at VCF. Pastor Jim was closing. He laid hands on me. He prayed. I prayed. And we left, right, after church. Week, two weeks rolled on. I still ain't prayed in tongues. I thought, somebody, right? So I went back to my pastor's. I said, hey, you got going to do that again? I don't think I got it. He said, no, we ain't doing that. He said, you got it? He said, I heard you pray it. And he said, you got it. Okay. And that's all he said. Kind of turned me loose, you know. And so one day I was, back, th- back then I was driving to, back and forth to Athens, and I was in this 93 Toyota Previa minivan that my wife wore out before we got married. <laughs> so <clears throat> I was driving this thing to work, and I got about just north of Coleman there before you get to Faultville. And I said to myself, I said, Lord, I said, I just don't understand. I said, I, I don't get what I'm doing wrong. And I was just sitting there, and all of a sudden I started praying in tongues. And I got to work, and I couldn't quit praying in tongues. My buddy was trying to talk to me, and I just went, blah, 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 <laughs> I walked on to my office and shut the door for a few minutes. He came around, he said, You are? I said, Man, I'm great. And, uh, but ever, ever since then, I, It's a gift that God gives me to build my, what it does is it builds us up. It builds us up. And the Bible says when we pray in tongues, that we pray perfectly. The devil can hear our natural language. The enemy can, right? He can't hear our spiritual language. He can't interpret it because it's spiritual. It's between us and God. the Bible says we pray perfectly. Think about that. We pray perfectly the will of God when we pray in the Spirit. Perfectly the will of God when we pray in the Spirit. We can't mess that up. Right? We can't overthink it. I don't know why I said that. The Lord laid it on my heart this morning. So I know Dusty's been teaching on the Holy Spirit here lately. So. So Panama City, same year, last night. We were at the boardwalk in Panama City, and y'all know where that's at. There's a parking lot out there, and we had a tent set up in the little cut-through, and then they used the inside area there. They had vendors and everything. They were breaking the tent. Now, me and uh, Mike Skeens, my buddy from West Virginia, we were sitting up there. We was looking out across this parking lot, and all of a sudden, I've never had this happen again. It happened one time. It's like everything went blank, and all I saw was this one guy standing there. I thought, oh, I said, okay, Lord. So I went out there, introduced myself, started talking to him. Uh, he said he didn't know Jesus, and I said, well, I got some good news for you. I said it's a free gift; you can't earn it, you can't buy it. And I said, uh, I said you don't want to live without it, but you know it's your decision. Just kind of got off cue there a little bit, and we talked, and uh, he, he he said, well, I'll pray if my wife will pray, and she's over yonder. Okay so let's go talk to her. So I'm thinking, well, this is going to be good. We're going to both say it. We get over there, man, and we walk up. She's on the phone. She turned around. I told you to get away from me and stay away from me, you blankety-blank-blank. Blank. And I was like, all right, Lord, what have I got myself into? <laughs> this guy, he's about seven foot tall. He he just kind of looked down at the ground. I could see tears start rolling out of his eyes. He goes over to the gazebo, and he sits down. And I'm staring there. I stood there for a minute, just kind of like, like, I guess trying to hear, what what do you want me to do, Lord? And I looked over there, and I saw his name was David, too. I saw David sitting there, and I said, I can't leave him like that. So I went over there, and we got these, I call it a next step card. It's got steps to take after you, you know, make Jesus Lord of your life. And on the back, it's got a salvation prayer. It's a big card. And uh, I sat down with him, and I said, I said, and he had already kind of poured his heart out to me. You know, his marriage is in trouble. He got messed up started doing some drugs and drinking and stuff. I sat down beside him and I said, David, I said, I can't make this decision for you. And I'm not going to sit here and try to force you to make a decision. I said, but what I am going to do is I just want you to know what to do when you're ready. And I hand up, I put that card out there and I pointed and I said, just call on the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, all who call on the name of, the Je- on the name of Jesus shall be saved it's that simple <clears throat> so I give him the card I told him I said man I'm going to be praying for you and uh, I got up and I took about two steps and he grabbed me he spun me around and he said I want to get saved so we prayed and I sat there with him and I probably sat there with him for 30-45 minutes and I just, poured, just started talking to him about the word of God yeah. the Bible says when you, when you ask Jesus to come into your heart the old man passes away. You become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Right? Amen. The problem is, too many of us, too many out there want to see immediate results. Right? Ain't happening, man. Ain't happening. It just don't work that way. It's a process. Right. The Bible says we walk out our salvation. Right. right? We have to grow. We have to read the Word of God. We have to grow. We have to learn. I ain't going to lie to you. There's been times I've had to i would be trying to hold on to something, and the Lord's saying, Hey, you got to let it go. You got to let that go. You got to let that go. And I'm over here like this, figure, trying to figure out what's wrong. And then the whole time, I'm like, Okay, Lord. And every time I do that, guess what comes next? Another step. That's right. Step by step, I'm walking out my salvation every day. Do I get it right every day? <laughs> Absolutely, I don't. You can ask my wife. She <laughs> loves me, and I thank God she loves me. <laughs> I thank God for her. This is the goodness of God in my life. Another example of the goodness of God in my life. He's been so good to me. He's been so good to me. So good to me. And he's been faithful to me. On my, on my best day, he's faithful to me. And on my worst day, guess what? He's still faithful to me. Because his word's still true. It never returns to him void. It always accomplishes that thing which he sent it to do. And guess what? It's in my heart. The Holy Spirit is Jesus in me, right? That's the promise of the Father. It's the Holy Spirit, Jesus in me, right? I'm not blessed so that I can hoard things up. I'm blessed so that I can bless other people. That's right. And that's what I pray in that. Lord, bless me so I can continue to be a blessing to other people. Make me usable for your kingdom. Cause me to be a blessing to other people. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen. The goodness of God... That's what, my, that's what my message was really about. So let's talk a little bit. The Lord laid this verse on my heart the first of the year. I've shared it with Dusty um, a couple of times, and we've talked. Uh, so, you know, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever, whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Right? And then John... says see everybody wants to stop 16 they don't want to go on down to 17 says for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved he that believeth on him is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God and this is the condemnation this is all there is to it it's real simple light came into darkness and darkness didn't like the light that's basically what it says it's that simple that's people are not rejecting you when they say no to to your message they're rejecting Jesus it's not you they're rejecting it's the message because it's light right light but you know when light shines the best in the darkness that's where it does it's best work is in the dark right It illuminates. It illuminates. The goodness of God. Psalms is full of it. I'm going to read you a couple of Psalms here. Then I'm going to go to my my verse. So Psalms 33.5 says he loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of God. So I looked up righteousness in that verse in the Strong's. And it basically says, it, it says it's the same thing as justification, right? And this is the definition. It says, the judicial act of God by which he pardons all sins of those who believe in Christ. Declare, this is the best part. Think about this. Declares them conformed to all the demands of the law. Put in right standing with God. Righteousness. Praise God, I am. And right standing with God he made, he made me righteous right so I looked up the goodness of God in the the Eaton's Bible Dictionary it's on the uh, the blue letter Bible out that your pastor turned me on to several years ago it's a great resource um, if you're like me and you're out somewhere and you just start praying and something jumps on your heart and you can just you know it's right there at your fingertips on your device um, the goodness of God a perfection of his character which he exercises towards his creatures according to their various circumstances and relations in respect to misery it's mercy and pity and compassion in respect to the impenitent sinner it's long suffering and patience in respect to favor on the unworthy it's grace grace the grace of god the goodness of god and i can't get enough of the goodness of god god is so good he's so good he's so good a perfection of his character which he exercises towards his creatures according to their various various circumstances and relations so i've met a lot of miserable people out in them streets right And if we'll let God work in us, be compassionate. And God's mercy and His compassion will always show up. It will always manifest itself. God will always manifest Himself. And I, I personally believe that he, he manifests Himself more out there than He does in here. And I'll tell you why I believe that is simply because... I've got the Holy Spirit, I've got Jesus in me, right? Mm-hmm. And, right? And it is for me, but really it's for other people. That's right. The compassion of God that lives in me is for other people. Right. The, the, the blessings of God on my life are not just for me, they're for other people. That's right. right? I can sow money, I can sow word, I can sow uh, stuff. I can, I, can, I can pray a blessing over somebody and it changed their life <laughs> just by praying with somebody. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just sit and listen to somebody and look at them and smile and be like, God loves you. That's right. No matter how bad it sounds through your ear and you're sitting there thinking, oh Lord, just look at them. God loves you. Daytona, Florida. We was walking down the street and this drunk guy bumps into me and he spins around and he just plops down the ground by these bushes like this. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. And my buddy Lee was with me. I said, hey man, stay right here. I'll be right back. I went one block down the street. got two big old cups of coffee. I come back. I told Lee, I said, man, go do whatever you think you need to do. Whatever the Lord leads you, I'm going to sit right here. I sat right here and drank a big old cup of coffee with this guy and listened to him. And I just just loved on him. I just looked at him. I looked at him. I said, God loves you. And you know, when I left him, he was sober. He didn't pray with me, but he was sober. And he had been listening to me. And actually, what he'd been listening to is God. Because God was speaking through me Into him Right The word works The word of God works It never returns to him void He will always manifest himself God's everywhere we look I wake up every morning Every day And I have a a, If you want to call it a confession of faith You can call it a confession of faith To me it's just a prayer Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, that you give me breath and you give me life. I thank you, Lord, that whatever happens to me today, Lord, you're going to guide me through it. You're going to lead me through it. You give me wisdom for my day. Lord, I thank you for opportunities to share your love with other people, to share your goodness with other people. And I thank you, Lord, that you are Lord of my life. And, Lord, I just give you honor and praise and glory today, for today is the day that the Lord hath made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Every day. That's what I do. Because I'm going to tell you, if I don't, it's not good. I get caught up in what everybody else is caught up in, the news and all this other stuff. But see, I try to turn that off. I try to be the positive everywhere I go. I try to be. I'm always, do I miss it? Yeah, I miss it. I'm human. We're all going to miss it. But repent. Turn and go, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Go the other way. Let's go your way. Got off track. Help me. Get back on track. Lead me. What's it say in Psalms? He leadeth me beside the still waters. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. No matter what it looks like, God's always going to provide for me. He's, always gonna, he's never going to quit loving me. He's never going to run from me. I, you know, I had this, uh, this thought while ago when y'all were singing that song, the goodness of God, right? It's chasing me down. It's chasing me down. Everywhere I, everywhere I go, the goodness of God is chasing me down. Man, It's good. God is good. Amen. God is good. And when you all walk out time. all the time and all the time, God, God is good. Amen. And when you walk out that door and somebody's trying to be a naysayer, just look out and smile and say, God loves you and he is good. Amen. And go right on about your business. You ain't got to argue with them. Just keep going. It's all good in the neighborhood. Amen. Psalms 145, 9. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. And then Psalms 23 27:3, this is the one that's been on my heart since January. And I, I, I read this. I, I don't read it every day, but I do say it every day. I try to read it every day. It says I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. In the land of the living. I would have lost heart. That means I would have gotten sour. I would have have given up. I would have quit. Unless I had believed. That I would see the goodness of the Lord. In the land of the living. So I expect to see the goodness of God. Out there. In the land of the living. That's what it says. As long as I don't quit and I don't give up and I keep my eyes on Jesus. Am I going to miss it sometimes? Yeah, I am. I'm human. I admit that. But if I keep my eyes on Jesus and I truly believe that His Word never returns to Him void, and the basics of, of, of evangelism is John 3.16, Romans 10.9 and 10, or Romans 10.13. That's, that's pretty much all the scripture I use in the streets. The rest of the time, it's just listening to people and looking at them. No, no, God loves you. He's not up there cracking, like Dusty said, a whip. He's not up there cracking a whip. He's not not that kind of God. He is a loving God. Think about it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's how much he loves us. Well, we gotta, we, got, we got to believe. we got to believe that God loves us. No matter what condition we're in, we got to believe that He loves us. Because there's been times in my life that if I didn't believe God loved me, I would quit. I'd give up. I'd turn and went the world's way, probably. Because it probably is a lot easier in some respects. But it really ain't because it leads to death and destruction. And I know that because I've been there. I've done that. God delivered me from that. And one of my favorite songs is I Believe I'll See You Do It Again. It's a worship song, and I listen to it pretty regularly. I love that song. I always believe I'll see God do it again. He's a miracle working God. He is so, he, God is in the miracle working business, He's in the people business. I see you. He's not in the chastising, arguing, you know, well, so-and-so, don't believe this. It don't matter. God still loves them. Yes, Whatever community they think they belong to, God still loves them. And you know what? He can still reach them. That's right. He can still reach them. Absolutely. They're never so far gone that He can't reach them. Never. Yes. Never. Nobody's ever so far gone that God can't reach them and restore them and redeem them. That's right. but we've got to believe that. I do believe that because I've seen it and I've lived it. And God has been so good to me and so faithful to me. My wife, he's been so good to her, so faithful to her. My children, he's been so good to them and so faithful to them. My sister, he's been so good to her and faithful to her. Your pastor, Dusty and Heather, he's been so good to them and faithful to them. Caleb and Charlie and Reba, all of you, God has been so good to you and so faithful to you. So faithful. The goodness of God leads men to repentance. That's right. So the goodness of God, full circle. Can we get that last picture? Ah, so this was not this year, but last year. I was in Panama City. Me and Rusty were there. It was the last day, and it was kind of hard that day. It's like nobody wanted to. Everybody was kind of, like, eh. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm just standing there, and I was minding my own business, and this guy walks up. And he says, Chariot's a lot. He said, where you been? I was kind of turning and looking. I said, I've been right here. Where you been? He said, no, man. He said, where y'all been? He said, I've been here every year since like 2015. He said, where you been? I said, well, I've been here every year except one since 2015. and And then I started recognizing him. I prayed with him in 2015. He was there at that rally. And his mom was dying in a hospital room somewhere. And he was trying to get there, and he was torn, and he was crying, he was a mess, and he didn't know what to do, and he was a wreck. That's what he was. He had been drinking and everything else. And I sat down, and I, I, I shared the, the word of God with him. And I didn't even ask him if he wanted to get saved. I just prayed with him. Told him what I believe. And I said, and I love that about your pastor. He, he, he likes to put people in neutral. He likes to say, hey, hey, this is what I believe. Can you believe that with me? That's right. Put them in neutral. Get them out of drive or reverse or whatever they put them in. Can you, this is what I believe. Can you believe that with me? And I'm going to pray for you. Amen. And guess what? God's going to show up, change their life. Amen. Amen. Change their life. So, year before last, I saw him, and he is a totally changed person. Amen. He's walking with the Lord. His life's been redeemed. He's been restored. He's doing good. Full circle, the goodness of God. From 2015 to 2020, full circle, the goodness of God. I just can't get enough of the goodness of God. I expect to see the goodness of God everywhere I turn, every day of the week. I woke up this morning, it's 80 degrees in my house. Praise God, the air (laughs) conditioner's out. Praise God. The part hadn't got here yet. Praise God. Get out of the shower. I'm trying on clothes. Sarah's like, are you wet? I'm like, I'm sweating. She's like, already? I'm like, yes, 80 degrees in here. Praise God. But God's been faithful. We ain't had but like two really hot days. The rest of them's been, you know, mild, medium, whatever. So, you know, we've been bearing it. It's It's okay. Thank Lord Lord's using it to teach me some patience, because my wife will agree I probably need some of that. But <laughs> <clears throat> it's all good. But I'm learning to thank God in all things, because Paul said I've learned. What did he say? He said I've learned in 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 all circumstances. Yes. In all circumstances. To be thankful, and and and, and to see myself as blessed. That's true. And I, I I say this. I don't say it a lot at home, but I do say it a lot to people. It, it, if I lost everything I had to start over tomorrow, guess what? I'm still blessed. God still loves me. I'm still the apple of His eye. Jack, did you know that you're God's favorite child? Yes. And He loves you and He smiles on you every day. He's like, there's Jack. Look at Jack. Amen. He's up moving. He's going. He's getting after it. Yeah. Sister, God loves you. You're the apple of His eye. He loves you. Every morning, every morning when you wake up, God's like, "Yes, there she goes, she's moving." Yeah, same with you. God loves you. You're the apple of His eye. I tell people all the time, "I'm God's favorite child," and guess what? You are too. That's how big our God is. That's how vast He is. Every one of us is His favorite child. He don't, He don't, He don't uh, discriminate. There's no discrimination in God or in Christ. None. None whatsoever. I had this thought though that I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. So, you know, the Bible says all these people are trying to predict when Jesus is coming back. It's quite comical to me because I'm sitting here thinking I ain't even going to worry about that. I'm just going to try to be doing what I'm doing when the Lord comes back. You know what Sorry. I mean? I want him to find me doing what I'm doing, living and being a blessing to people and trying to do what he's called me to do to the best of my ability that he gives me. The Bible actually says he gives me my ability. So it's really not my ability; it's His ability in me, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> oh, forgive me, Lord. <laughs> I'm getting that look from my wife. <laughs> oh, Father. Okay. So, <clears throat> you know, the Bible says there's signs of the times, right? There'll be all these things, and then the and then and then the end is not yet. When is the end? The, the Bible tells us exactly when the end is, right? And what is that? It's when everybody's heard the word, that's the right. word's been preached to every creature on earth, the gospel. the gospel, and that's the end. And Jesus will come back, and we'll all take a flight. And I'm looking forward to that day. I tell people I'm gonna live old enough because I'm, I'm gonna live long enough because I want to take that flight. I don't <laughs> want nobody putting me in no hole in the ground i want to fly. <laughs> Kick dirt on me. No. I'm going to take off with Jesus. <laughs> Straight to glory. That's the way I want to go. What about you? How you want to go? See, we've got to get excited, people. We've got to get excited about doing the Lord's work. We've got to get excited about telling people about Jesus. We can't, we can't be pounding them over the head. We just love on them. Tell them God loves them they don't get it that day guess what next time you see them just tell them god loves them eventually they're going to get it because the bible says if we we reap what we sow right and the bible says that so like i was saying earlier if i if i speak the word of god into somebody's life i've sowed seed into their life if i don't do nothing but tell somebody jesus loves them I sowed the word of God in their life because Jesus was the word. Right. right? Jesus is the word. And, and so, yeah, we just got to get excited. We got too much negativity and doom and gloom and naysaying. Quit watching the news. <laughs> quit believing everything you see on Facebook and Instagram and uh, Twitter and worrying about who's got more money than who and what political party's doing what and what political party ain't doing. We got to quit worrying about all that. We need to be mindful. Of what's going on around us. I get that. But we can't worry about it. Because what happens when we get caught up in it? We get stuck. And then we're, in, then we're, we're stuck. And we can't move. We stop. And the Bible says we're, we're in a race. Right? And we want to run our race with endurance. And how do we get that Endurance. We stay connected to Jesus. We read a little word every day. You ain't got to read the whole Bible from front to cover. You ain't even got to read a whole chapter a day. Some days I just read a verse. That's right. And I'll read and it'll be like, whoa. And I'll read again. Psalms 27.3. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's right. I would have quit. I would have lost heart had I not believed that I'd see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's right. My children ain't always going to do what I think they're going to do or what I think they should do. But they're blessed. God's hands on them. And I just have to trust that He's got them and He's going. I can give them direction. Right? But I can't force anything. That's why i got to stay connected to my Father. i just got to stay there. And walk there. In the cool of the day, I want to be walking with the Lord. Early in the morning, I wanna be walking to the Lord. In the middle of the hot day when I'm at work, I wanna be walking or at the house. I wanna be walking with the Lord. You know? My house is a blessing to me. And you know what? We may be going through some things because we just bought it. You know why? I tell you why, I know why. It's just the old stinking devil. He's trying to rear his ugly head because the first thing I did when I agreed to buy that house is I walked around and I laid hands on it like I've done every other house i bought. And I said, I thank you, Lord, for this home. I thank you, Lord, it'll be a blessing to you and your kingdom. I thank you, Lord, it'll be a beacon of your hope and your love and your glory. And I committed it to the Lord. So now guess what? The devil's like, oh, we'll see about that. Let's see if we sweat you out of it. And you sweat me out of it. <laughs> I've been to Iraq, dude. You ain't sweating me out of it. <laughs> I know what it's like to be 130 degrees in the shade. No, it ain't happening in Alabama. That just don't happen here. I can handle this, dude. You ain't—you ain't know. You ain't, See what I'm saying? We got to be excited. We got to change our—we got to change our we gotta change our, pers- our perspective. It's—it's it's real easy. It's real easy to get caught up in the doom and gloom and the recession and the stagflation and inflation and half that stuff I don't even know what it is to be honest with you <laughs> I mean I really don't everybody's like oh this so all the stock market's going to crash Oh, blah, blah. you know what guess what so what if it does the bible says my God supplies all my needs according to his riches by Christ Jesus That's right, right he heals my body he gives me wisdom he gives me direction he leaves me beside the still waters and He maketh me lie down in the green pastures.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: If I got food on my table, I'm blessed. If I got a roof over my head, I'm blessed. If I got shoes on my feet, I'm blessed. But guess what? If I don't have shoes on my feet, I'm blessed. If I don't have a roof over my head, I'm blessed. If I don't have food on my table, I'm blessed.
0: Amen.
1: Because God's Word says I'm blessed and I'm a child of God. Amen. So we've got to see ourselves the way God sees we got to change our identity. we we got to get our identity, our true identity. That's what I love about this church is identity church because I know that's your pastor's heart and has been for years when this thing was birthed, was identity. And he and I had, man, we used to sit and talk and we'd cry and we'd build each other up and we'd pray over each other and we'd speak into each other's life and the Holy Spirit would be right there with us at Books A Million in Fultonville and people would be just looking at us funny. We didn't care. <laughs> we didn't care. We didn't even know they was looking at us funny until after the fact. And we'd we meet for coffee. We would tell our wives we're meeting for coffee. Four five, six hours later, you know, we're going. Oh, I gotta go home. Really, we got to, but we did, you know. So identity, because he has a heart for that. People understand their true identity in Christ. Amen. Did y'all learn anything today? Yes. yes. So, what have you learned? Jesus loves me. That's right. What else we learned? How many of you are going to go out and tell somebody about Jesus this afternoon? Amen. How many of you think it's easy? Oh, no amens? Okay. It really, it really is. The problem is you've got to take that step and get out of your, get out of your comfort zone. I had, to, I had to. I was blessed that I went to an outreach, and our international director, he really didn't. He just, he, he said, come on, walk with me. Talk to that one. Talk to that one. And a few minutes later, he was gone. The next thing I know, I was just talking to everybody, and, and, and it's in me. It's in me. And guess what? You got Jesus in your heart. It's in you too. You may not do it like I do it, and that's okay. I don't want you to do it like I do it. I want you to do it the way God shows you to do it, because you got you got Jesus in you, the hope of glory, and it's not for. It, it is for other people. It's not just to build up things for ourselves, but it's to bless others. So, uh, so this morning I'm just gonna ask you for something you need, you need a touch from heaven, I want you to come down here. And I'm gonna link my faith with your faith. I'm gonna get Pastor Bestie to help me. You want to be filled, you want you, you want me to pray with you? You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, evidence of praying in other tongues? Come on down here, we'll do it. Because God God will give you that gift. It's a free gift. If you just want more of God's presence in your life, come on down here. I want to pray a blessing over you do. If you ain't got Jesus in your heart, come on down here. I want to pray you pray for you. If you want Jesus in your heart, we'll do that too. But I am going to pray a blessing over you before we, before we finish, before we wrap up. So anybody, anybody, any needs, come on.